You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to Women on the Line, a national feminist current affairs program produced by women and gender non-conforming people at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne, on Wurundjeri country of the Kulin Nations, and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Iris Lee. On the 6th of April 2021, Filipino, trans and Asian communities held a vigil in protest to Melody Poland Bruno, a 25-year-old Filipino trans woman who was killed in Wagga Wagga on 22nd of September 2019 by what the killer, the so-called justice system, and the mainstream media claimed as so-called erotic asphyxiation. Melody was the breadwinner for her family, a good student and proud trans woman. I played a small part in the collective effort that drew links between this injustice and wider issues of injustice and oppression, looking towards systemic change, continuing with the flyer for the protest. There is no consent. There is no truth-telling. There is no justice on stolen land. To repeat what Tashinga said at the Melody Vigil in Sydney, we want more justice for Melody than the system can ever offer her. We acknowledge that the vigil was held on the unceded sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nations. We also recognise that systems of colonial state violence, racism and trans misogyny are implicated in the epidemic of murders of trans women of colour worldwide, particularly those who are black or, and or indigenous. We call for greater solidarity across borders and between our communities to fight against this injustice. On this week's Women on the Line, we hear some of the rally, featuring four speeches and music. The rally began in front of the State Library in Melbourne, or Nam Biraranga. It was emceed by Alexia from Anakbayan, Melbourne, a national Filipino youth organisation. In addition, Gabriella Australia, an anti-colonial Asian alliance, Kulin Nations, and Transaction Nam Melbourne co-hosted the rally. We hear first from Ness Gavanza from Filipina women's organization, Gabriella Australia. From the widest and most progressive organization of uh, alliance of um, Filipino women's organization all over the world, including our LGBT member organization, Bahagari, Gabriella sends its militant greetings to all of you here. I'd like first to acknowledge the traditional owners of these lands, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation of which we are having this gathering, and pay my respects to their elders past, present, and emerging, um, and also recognize that this land has been stolen and has never been ceded, so this will always be Aboriginal land. I extend that acknowledgement and respect to all the women to all the children, to all that have been victim survivors of domestic violence. We all know that domestic violence is the shadow pandemic. That's how the, um, in the television today it was described. It is. And coming from the cult community, Gabriella has been in existence, Gabriella Australia has been in existence servicing the communities, the cult communities for 25 years. We are a non-funded organization, but we continue to arouse, organize, and mobilize, especially the women who are from the margins. We know that Melody's story is no strange to us. There's a lot of called women who are not even listed 
in the Bureau of Statistics when it comes to family and domestic violence. Until now, we are being made invisible. So along with uh, our um, trans sisters, we are very much invisible. We were made visible when it was the pandemic. It seems that because we need to add to the, what, the rhetoric of suffering during the pandemic. But when it comes to um, services, when it comes to the um, economic support, no, there was nothing, especially those women and children that are on temporary visas. We call them partner migrants. We are the, just the ones who call them partner migrants. And we have been advocating for equitable services. We will never get to the issue of equality if we don't address the issue of equity. There's no equity in this land. Until now, when you're a person of cult background who have no permanent residency, you call um, a regular mainstream service, you're going to be told you just have to go home. Find your way to get a ticket and go home. As if they're telling these women and children, including our trans sisters, that they're not part of this society, that it was not the citizen and permanent residents of this country who committed, who committed abuse. And until now, um, the same as what happened to Melody, called women who are on temporary visas are never part of the statistics of one woman being killed by an intimate partner every week in this country. So that one woman every week, that's not true. It's a higher statistics until now. And during the pandemic, we have so many stories of women who are on temporary visas, who have access Gabriela Australia. They are being told to just go home when the borders are even closed. And um, they said, we cannot help you. So it was the community who was giving roof over their heads. So they have to transfer from one house to another, which is another traumatic experience. Um, and that invisibility should end. We should all come together as a unified um, community to be able for those that are in the margins to become visible. We need to be visible first. I know that the trans visibility was only good for one day, was it? Was it only on the 31st of March? Yeah? So we have, we have to do a lot of work, but we need to always have our collective action. We have to be together in, in um, calling for not only, um, what do you call that, better systems, but also we know in our hearts that this system doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve the marginalized. We have to go for that dream and work for it to be able to replace this oppressive system where there is a system that we want where respect, care, and love is available for all. So I'm calling for justice for Melody, but also for all of those women and children that have been made invisible and have been victims, survivors, have been killed um, in relation to the family in domestic violence and um, to the um, violence against women that have been ongoing for so many years. Long live international solidarity and um, People United will never be defeated. Thank you. Thank you, Nas. Salamat salamat. Women on the line. <laughs> Women on the line. Women on the line. <laughs> <laughs>
who's going to be spoken by Tita Marilu. Uh, she's going to be reading Don's poem. First, let me acknowledge the Aboriginal people, Wurundjeri of this land, past, present, and future. And, and let me acknowledge that uh, this land has always been Aboriginal. Um, this is a reading from Don Iris Duncommon, who couldn't be here this evening. This poem was written after an encounter with a white Uber, Uber driver, reflecting his casual generalization about Asian women. These kinds of dehumanizing preconceptions were no doubt present in the mind of Melody Bruno's killer, leading to his callous indifference to her safety that resulted in her death. Mr. Uber Driver. Dear Mr. Uber Driver, you remind me of my dad, which is sadly no compliment. My stepfather's gentle condensation broke me like quiet crushed glass. Taught me that my mother's body was only there to serve and be conquered, and that my voice and goals were always mockable. My gender, like everything under his roof, his rule or throw out. Mr. Driver, you sang of Asian women as monolith, that there was something about us that just made us perfectly caring about wanting to travel over and find a Thai girl. No, lady, you reassured, swatting away that predatory slip-up, like me, to build a life with your fairy tale hetero dream. Excuse me, while I wince and grow quiet, I know that to you, we are easy objects to claim. Your older, farang charms, so easily leveraging us into bondage. Mama, did, did you not see likewise in your work? You unspun before the counts, before the courts, the haunted stones, the haunted stories of so many women married to and promised love and respect by Western men who never kept their bargain, who promised them everything, but then looked everything away, but then took everything away. Just like he loved to do to you when things turned bad, as if marriage made this somehow valid, as if it made you or them somehow more safe, more free than the proud red light women back in Thailand working only for themselves and actually being paid. While your own domestic and mothering labor worth a countless sum are weighed less than the TV room silence to your special man. Mr. Uber Driver, I worry for every woman of color you service. Your racist misogyny is no different to the quiet whispering smiles of this white society always wanting to decode and typify our skin, our lips, our hair, our eyes into digestible, zesty, volunteer trips and takeaway dishes, praising us by only how subservient and polite 
I trembled at the fear of you bringing up that trans girls, whether you would revile or fixate on us, a silver stake in the vampire heart of your masculinity, or just another exotic or just another exotic attraction to lust over controlling. Leave me alone, Mr. Driver. I'll take the quiet respect of a man of color over your cheery orientalism any day. Women on the line. Um, next up, we have um, Amao Leota Lu who is a proud Samoan Fafafine and trans woman of color. She is an activist, performer, writer, curator, and a trans community consultant. Her pronouns are she and her. I came tonight um, trying to figure out the words uh, to say. Um, and upon reflection, um, I will share with you some of my own reflections and so forth regards to our trans community but also our woman of color uh, community. I am angry, I am angry, tired and frustrated with a lot of mixed emotions as some of you at the lack of conviction from the jurisdiction from the sentence that was handed down to the court case pertaining to the death of Melody. There is no winner here just a person who was found guilty and was handed a light sentence. Far too often, our trans women of color are held in low regards to violence against them. The statistics globally are huge. And even when we look at the statistics here in Australia, our voices are actually silenced. There are very little statistics that are known and that forms the erasure of our voices as trans people, as trans community, as trans people of colour. Um, yeah, the silence, the way I can describe the silence, is, it's deafening. As a trans woman of colour, I condemn these actions of hate and violence towards my sisters, our sisters, my community, your community. A few years ago, I had a trans friend Maya Prestario, who was who in death and was who in death but also was murdered under such gross circumstances. There was very little done, very little support, and very little action. And mainstream media took it upon themselves to hammer her her name in death, yet the culprit himself was lightly made light of. They played on her characteristics sexualizing her as a weapon you know a lot of our you know a lot of our trans community you know they use it as a defense against our community to kind of to kind of um you know go on the sexual sexualization of our trans community this can be seen in aspects that are parallel to Melody's situation both women breadwinners who just happen to be trans women of asian descent killed at the hands of white males it re or it already seemed that the case was lost there are huge inadequacies the way women as we know are treated even more so if you're a trans woman of color at the end of the day melody was not just an asian trans woman of color she was a human being that deserves love and respect and even in death i'd like to highlight 
what can you do as an ally, as community, is to reach out and do, and is to reach out and offer your support and offer your support in situations like this. Educate yourself. Speak up and speak out. Show up. Oh, and use every every ounce of your privilege that you have. Rest in peace and power, Malady. Polan Bruno. Sincerest condolences to the family. Say her name. Malady. Malady. Malady Polan Bruno. Thank you. Across these stolen lands now called Australia, you've been listening to Women on the Line, highlighting a range of gender non-conforming and women voices, broadcast on the Community Radio Network. You just heard from Amal Leota Lu, and you're listening to speeches from the Justice and Melody Paul and Bruno rally in Melbourne. Melody was a Filipina trans woman who was killed in 2019 by a man she was seeing, and whose death has exposed both racist trans misogyny and the injustice of the criminal legal system. The rally marched from the State Library to the Burke Street Police Station, where we hear the next speech. We hear from Ro from the Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance, who goes into a call for abolition of a system that has failed so many at the margins. The rally was held in the week leading up to the national rallies called for on the 10th of April to stop black deaths in custody. It has been 30 years since the Royal Commission into Black Deaths in Custody, with, according to Sharon Dev Singh, black deaths by the state occurring five times more frequently now than 30 years ago. Now to Roe. I feel like something that isn't talked about enough in our activist communities is that at the core of rage is heartbreak. And, um... I started crying before this rally even started, and <laughs> I'll see if I can hold my phone without um, without shaking. <laughs> Thank you all for coming this evening. I couldn't anticipate that all these people were going to show up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm ready, crying. <laughs> um, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we gather on today the Wurundjeri and Bunwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and to First Peoples here with us today. As a trans-Filipino settler, I am a beneficiary of the ongoing dispossession and genocide of Indigenous peoples and lands. I reject the script of colonial citizenship and instead stand in solidarity with First Peoples in placing myself within the long relationship between our people. I'd like to acknowledge the over 200 year resistance of the colonial carceral system by First Peoples on this continent. Abolition has deep roots in centuries of such thinking and organising. I want to acknowledge the Day family and their their contributions to decriminalising public drunkenness, as well as the families seeking justice in what Gunditjmara woman Tabitha Lean calls the criminal injustice system. I owe much of my own thinking on strategizing to seek justice for Melody to the ongoing intellectual and emotional labor of First Peoples, namely Latoya Oroha Rule and Tabitha Lean, who have been laboring with and building outside of the system, as well as to black abolitionists and anti-colonial Asian alliance. I'm indebted to the work of the folks at the Sydney Vigil, particularly trans women of color. I want to thank Benji Ra, and Tushinga for their work. I'm here to elevate their voices 
and build upon their calls for justice. To quote Tashinga's speech from the Sydney Vigil, there can be no justice on stolen land. We want more justice than the system could ever give. Say her name, Melody Polan Bruno. The sentencing process has been a sham. Judge and former Air Force member Gordon Love described the case as being on the lower end of the scale of seriousness for manslaughter. He sentenced Toya incorrectly with an intensive correction order and then incorrectly again with only a year. As Benji said, no amount of jail time could honor Melody's life. We were provided with accounts praising Toya and nothing about Melody. His account went unchallenged. There are many ways in which Melody's case is deeply felt by myself and my communities. I am a survivor of domestic violence. It is a unique pain to be unable to attain justice in this country and to be separated from family who would be the ones to seek justice. Women on the line. There is no blood family here to hold Toya accountable, to show him what he's done and who he's harmed. Melody cannot fight for herself either in death. It is our role as members of the diaspora to fight for her. We campaign for justice with the knowing of the unlikelihood that the system will provide it. History has demonstrated this. Trans women being murdered over and over without receiving justice has demonstrated this. The foundations of the colonial carceral system have shown us this. This provides us with a prophecy or the ability to understand the future. Black studies scholar Jackie Wang says that prophecy is not just a predictive power, but a way to see the openings of the present through our imaginings of the future. So what openings are available to us here and now? Wang continues, imagination is always in excess of the prison. Sister Benji Ra challenged us to imagine a world in which trans women are both visible and protected. To quote her, she says, Melody was a daughter, a sister, a lover, a breadwinner, a woman who traversed the country to make sure her family was well-fed and well-housed, crossed oceans to ensure that happened. A harsher sentence could never honor Melody's life. None of us here knew Melody personally. We can't know Melody, but it is our role as members of Diaspora to imagine Melody. It is our role to imagine a world in, in which Melody would be protected and would be alive. I asked my friend Danny to write a poem for tonight and they spoke before me. We need language that is an alternative to the violent language of state. That, as Benji said, is the language that dehumanizes us and allows us to die. Danny provided us with a language of imagining. They said of Melody, in this country, she lives long enough. No, longer, they said. Here, she is at peace and she lives in the name she chose, in the body she chose. Her future stretches out before her, history already rewarding the brave. When Danny speaks of here, I can't help but think they're speaking about the world we're building, that they're answering Benji's call to imagine a place where trans women are protected. I'm indebted to other trans folks in my life who give me that language for dreaming. I'm asking you to dream. I'm specifically calling on Filipino community to invest in transformative justice, to pay attention to the First Nations peoples who have been doing this work for centuries. I'm calling on us to process our grief into something actionable like abolition. I'm not going to stand here and make calls to action as though imagining a different world is something new. I'm thinking about the moment we entered this time last year, the swell of mutual aid, so much of it informed by the disability justice movement. There is wisdom that each and every one, every one of us gleaned from last year. It is the year of the ox and the time is fertile for dreaming. 
but I need you to dream informed by those wisdoms, to dream alongside people who have been dreaming for a really long time. We must struggle together, knowing there is no oppression on this land without the oppression of First Peoples, knowing none of us can be free unless we all get free together. Honouring Melody, for me, means that I will have a space in my life committed to seeking justice for her, forever. It is our role to make a space in our lives to build this long term. We must be seeking justice for her, forever. Thank you. You just heard from Ray from the Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance Melbourne Kula Nations at the Justice Similarity Paul and Bruno Rally in Melbourne in April 2021. Earlier in the program, you heard from trans community worker, performer, writer and curator Amal Leotalu, Tita Marilu reading Dawn Iris Duncanman's poem, Nesca Vanza from Gabrielle Australia and MC Alexia from Anakbayan, Melbourne. Women on the Line is a national feminist current affairs program. It's produced and presented by a range of women and gender non-conforming broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne on Kulin Nation's land and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network with funding support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Women on the Line programs can be downloaded at www.3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. We'd love to hear your comments or thoughts about the program. So please send an email to womenontheline at gmail.com or give us a call at 3CR on 03 9419 You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. The theme music for Women on the Line was produced by Ripley Kavara. I'm Iris Lee. Tune in to Women on the Line next week on your community radio station. We go out with Celine Yap in Group Song, who played near the start of the rally. Celine is a folk singer, songwriter, known for tackling political issues such as refugee rights, the environment, and social justice issues in the Philippines, her home country as well. A blend of music, storytelling, and a dash of humour. We're, we're going to sing a traditional Filipino song called Balita. It's about how there is blood on the ground and how we are bringing the news to people who would listen um, about the injustices that happen in our country and overseas as well. Nais kong ipamahagi ng mga kwento at mga pangyayari na gaganap sa lupa. Pinangako. Ang lupang pinanggalingan ko'y may bahid ng dugo. May mga lurong di makalipad na sa haulang ginto. May mga punong walang dahon, mga pusong di makatibo sa mga pangyayaring nagaganap sa lupang pinangako. Mula nang makita ko ang lupang ito, nakita ko rin ang munting apoy sa puso ng tao. 
Pinatungan ng mga kabulakan hanggang sa dumago. Ngayon ng You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.